Luno, the fastest, easiest way to buy Bitcoin. If you're just getting into crypto, it's the perfect place to start. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Leia Hyopan Show, powered by Icon Plus Capital, the, visa, the VC firm, and sponsored by BlockFi. You can get $250 when you sign up if you find the link somewhere and everywhere. Joining me today is Ben Askren. Ben, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm just on vacation with my family right now. We're in northern Wisconsin. So I did this yesterday. The internet worked and probably it works again. I'm a little bit nervous, but uh, let's do it. No, I think it's going to be good. I watched your show yesterday um, and you had a pretty interesting chat. So I'm going to push you on a few <laughs> things. Let's go. Yeah, I'm excited. But it's been, I think, nearly a year since we last spoke. You are the third guest on my podcast. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel like it's quite, it's quite um, like poetic, you know, like doing it a year later. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm excited. We're going to have you back on our show because uh, you got a book coming out. So I'm excited to read that and then we'll have to have you on and chat about your book. Yeah, no, I'm honestly so buzzed. But what have you been up to since we last spoke? I know you were working on a couple of different things. I think you launched, um, you launched a course like a year ago, but what are you working on at the moment? Uh, man, I got my main thing would be my, my wrestling academies. We have five of them in the state of Wisconsin here. Um, for those of you who don't know, that's like north of Chicago uh, for you people in the UK. <laughs> uh, that would be my main, my, my main focus. Uh, we also have podcasts. So I podcast Flow Wrestling. We do the crypto show on Tuesdays. Uh, and like I said, right now I'm on a family vacation. So uh, everything's good. And last time we spoke, you were saying how you were helping people get into crypto by sort of give like paying them in Bitcoin to uh -huh, kind of yeah. give, you know, so they don't have to buy it. How's that going? Especially at the wrestling academy. Have you been able to get more people uh, involved? Well, the kids. So it was, it was the guys who worked in my house last summer and they, oh, yeah, loved, they love me because they're all college kids. And, they, you know, so they made like, we'll say they made 800 or a thousand bucks. But I paid them in Bitcoin. So, you know, at that point, it was, I don't know, we'll say somewhere between eight, nine thousand dollars likely. You know, we're talking July, June, July 2020. Um, so most of those guys made like seven thousand dollars or six thousand oh dollars. You know, so for them, they were really pumped. That is amazing. That is amazing. What about the wrestling academy? Are you able to get anyone else involved? No, I didn't pay any of them in Bitcoin because I'm not the sole owner there. Uh, but it was mostly just those guys. You know, it's really funny. I, I know you talk a lot about crypto, Leah. I got one, I think only one person to buy under the old all time high of $20,000. Uh, I, I, I convinced one person to buy it like March 13, March 14, when the, when the crash happened in 2020. And then after $20,000, I probably had 12 to 15 people buy. And it's like none of that. It was just, they were just so scared before 20,000. They're, oh, it's only eight, 10 whatever and then after that there's been a lot that have bought um most of them are still in the green because most of them bought you know once it hit they're like oh this is safe and they bought it say between 25 and 30 uh but i did have some friends buy it you know 45 50 and then Damn. obviously the, uh, you know the dip happened they got nervous and now they've been on their first roller coaster ride so i think they're going to be in for good so they didn't panic sell uh if they did they didn't admit it to me <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But you know what gets me? So there are so many really cool things in this space, whether it be just, you know, like making gains, you know, hedging against inflation, but like so many cool products like Bitcoin Cashback, for example, like I use Coin Corner in, in, Coin Corner in the UK. And I'm yeah. trying to get my personal trainer to um, start using these things. 
and mm -hmm. she won't do it. Like, I don't understand why people just won't do it. It's so life-changing. You could just like get 8%, you know, cash back, even, you know, whether it's crypto.com and you use these cards, people are so afraid. Like they think it's too good to be true. Do you find that? Yeah. Uh, hmm. I think it's more just, uh, people are scared of change. People are scared of mm. something new or requires thought. It requires them to learn something. So I also, I have gotten my, I haven't put this out, but I got my BlockFi card also. Oh, um, it's great. I get cash back. Um, I've, I've put some of my crypto over there to kind of try it out. I've, I'm playing with Uniswap now. That's kind of scary because that, that, I still don't totally get it. I'm starting to get it, uh, but that's hard. Yeah, so there's a lot of these mechanisms in crypto right now uh, who reward you. Like I guess we'll say like banks used to reward you, right? If we go yeah. uh, 50, uh, 80, 100 years back, banks actually rewarded their savers. And now banks don't reward their savers. I think the interest rate on a savings account is like point zero five percent or something mm -hmm. just it's nothing i i know i had someone call me from a bank recently and cause i don't know why i they shouldn't have access but they saw that I had a large balance and they said well you shouldn't put in a checking account you should put in a savings account i said well, what what's the interest and they said it's like point zero point six or something i'm like well you realize how like nothing that is <laughs> did you wait you said that to them it's nothing i don't care i don't i don't need your point six percent or whatever bullshit you're trying to give me like if you were going to give me 5%, I'd consider, but you're not. So get lost. What did they say when you said that? Uh, I think I think it was a very short conversation. I don't, they didn't have anything else. To, you know, when you're, when you're giving a sales pitch on something, you want to be able to, you know, fill the customer's questions. And when I say, don't you have anything better than 0.6% or I, maybe it was even, it might've even been less than that. It might've been like 0.4. I don't recall exactly. Um, they didn't have anything else better to offer. So I said, nah, get lost. I, you know. Yeah, good. It's that. negative interest rates across Europe. So yeah, this is why I say to people, you know, get involved and they just don't do it. Um, but it's been a crazy week with the markets. Um, I know you mainly talk about Bitcoin, but I really just want to delve into this and understand, you know, how diversified you really are. Um, oh, you retweeted my ADA. Yeah, you retweeted my ADA tweet. Are you, are you, are you an ADA holder? I bought Ada at eight cents. Been <gasps> <laughs> good to me. <laughs> good. Did you buy like a good amount? Is it are you? Is it life changing now? Or, uh, I, mean... <laughs> I wouldn't say it's very nice. I wouldn't say life changing, um, but it, it's a good amount. Um, the other thing is that it's really nice about Ada, and I didn't realize. So I bought it on Etoro when I was working with them, and yeah. uh, they just stake it for me. So I've been getting like I don't know for a long time, 50, 60 more Ada per month, or somewhere in there. You know, so now it's like it's, you know, I've probably got a thousand, two thousand. I don't want to say free ADA, but like I didn't buy it. Right? It's free, essentially. Right. I staked it and they gave me more. So, um, yes, that's really nice. What else are you holding? Um, but you know what? I just bought the camp <laughs> on John uh, Kim's advice. Uh, we've had Tyler on the show a couple of times. He's really, really smart. Um uh, and so, you know, I said, Hey, you know what, John, I trust you. Let's go for it. I bought some of that. Uh, I've had, I've had ETH for a very long time. I've had Litecoin for a very long time. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I told you this, I got burned in 2017 because I bought some of the like shit coin ICOs and with the zero. So I have tried to be more diligent about what I invest in. And the majority of it is, it, it varies 
probably 80% Bitcoin, 70% Bitcoin, something like that. But like, hey, I'll throw a couple thousand dollars on here, $5,000 on there, just, just for fun, just to see how it goes. And, um, you know, a couple of them have done really well. What did you, I remember you saying that you had a really rocky ride in 2017. Was it like 50K you lost or something? Remind me. No, probably not. So I, I probably put in, in probably the end of 2017, I probably put in around fifty thousand um, dollars because at that point, yeah. Coinbase didn't allow me to put in like it was something ridiculous. It was only like four thousand dollars a week, so then I had to wait till right. next week. At that point, if you remember, it was going like everything was going like this, you know. So it's like if I could have got it in in August versus probably took me until November or something to get it in, it would have been much nicer. I just I didn't buy enough Bitcoin, right? I bought Bitcoin, I bought Litecoin, I bought Ethereum, but then I bought a bunch that went to zero. I bought um. Oh, Veritasium went to zero. Uh, Pillar is close to zero. What was some other? Never Pop heard of it. Zero. So yeah, so I did. I probably lost. We would let's say between twelve and twenty thousand dollars on projects that went to zero. That, that's probably a fair guess. So how are you picking on projects now, other than John Kim's uh, recommendations? Well, like <laughs> majority of it's Bitcoin. Um, yeah. You know, I think that's now been established. And when I tell new people to get into it. I just, just buy Bitcoin. It's simple. It's been around forever. It's safe. It's safe and it still has some pretty good upside. Um, and then, you know, a lot of it I bought. I Luckily, I had a bunch of cash sitting around in March of 2020 when everything went down. You know, so like I got Ethereum at 170. I got eight at eight cents. You know, I bought a lot of these projects when everything, because I was, I'd been following them at that point. And then this crash happened. And I'm like, oh crap, like, we're never going to see, I, my thing was, we're never going to see prices this low. This is like, mm. the low, we're never gonna get lower than this. And I think, I believe that has been true with almost everything. So I bought a lot of things back then. So yeah, I guess in 2021, I would say it's like Bitcoin. Um, I bought a tiny bit of Unis, Uniswap and Link just for fun. Well, because I think those categories are like, there is going to be a DeFi exchange that's going to be totally insanely huge, right? And Uniswap's leading the way. There's going to be an Oracle that's totally insanely huge and Link is leading the way. So I figured that's one of them. Do you ever get, um, you're obviously quite diversified. So do you ever get wrapped up in like Bitcoin maximalism or like, do you, do you just like brush that stuff off, you know? I just, I, I, I mean, I know the, the, a lot of these people that do Bitcoin, I know they're really smart. I know they're really, yeah. really smart. And I know as far as uh, crypto, they would, they have more knowledge than me. 100% on that. But just the fact that there could only be one, I, I don't get it. And the other thing about that is you only need to have one counterexample to prove them wrong. Because once they're wrong, they're wrong, you know? Mm -hmm. And they, So, like, I just don't see, and I know a few of them kind of got on me, but I, I don't see how you can accomplish some of the things that these other projects accomplish with just Bitcoin. I just don't feel like it can be done. Um, and, you know, the one I that I've worked a lot with is the Ray Token, which is a very small project at this point. Um, but it supplies the Rockfin network. And essentially the Ray token represents the value of the Rockfin network. And if you were to put Bitcoin in place, it just wouldn't have the same effect. So I just don't get the Bitcoin maximalism. Yeah, like here's my thing. I, I look at it as like social media networks. They're all sort of the same, you yeah. know? Like you connect, you speak to people, you can post pictures, you can write things, but then they're not the same. And... I don't really think it matters whether we have multiple ones. You can still argue, you know, Bitcoin is the best store of value. Bitcoin yeah. is the best technology. 
doesn't mean the others can't exist. Yes. But it doesn't mean the others can't exist. Correct. And the the one thing that I I would say, if they said just this very specific thing, um, I can agree. I think I can agree with it or I can agree with it more is that Bitcoin is the only one that actually needs to be a currency, right? So like Ethereum can be a token that works that network. So can Cardano, so can rate, right? These other ones, they can be a token that represents things within that network um, that don't necessarily, we need to be dollars, right? We need to Mm -hmm. be currency. Um, Whereas Bitcoin, I think Bitcoin is now, I tell everyone it's going to be the, it's going to be the greatest currency humans have ever invented. No, I'm with you. Like to me, this time that always gets thrown around in the community is Bitcoin is sound money and it is, and nobody's necessarily arguing. Well, there are people, but I don't think you and I are arguing that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think you and I are arguing that like ETH is sound money and it's going to, you know, be the, the yeah. global reserve currency. It's just not about that. But, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the markets because today it's a little bit of a red day. Um, Look, let me see where we're at because it moves so fast. You know, I, I need to check. I haven't checked. You need to check. Okay, so well, I, we're at 48k. It didn't hold 50. Um, everything seems to be relatively down today. Um, do you have a strategy going on, or are you just like a long term holder? Like, are you gonna like when do you think this bull market is gonna end? Are you gonna cash out to stable coins or? Yeah, so I am, I'm not a trader. I, and I, this is what Jason gets on me sometimes for, cause I, I argue that you at the top, you should, if you're a regular person, not rich as shit like Jason, selling some will probably impact your life. I'm not saying sell all, but I have never sold anything. I haven't sold anything, anything yet. So the notion that, um, you know, I'm like not a Bitcoin long-term holder is just not true. Cause I, I am, I've ever since the beginning, I've held everything. I've never sold anything. Um, but I, th- you know, a lot of people think, a lot of people smarter than me think the top of the cycle is going to be the end of this quarter, potentially the start well, of uh, quarter one, 2022. Um, and yes, I don't see why you can't take some profits. Um, and, you know, maybe, listen, here's, here's what I argued to, here's what I argued to Jason yesterday. I said, for some people in the middle class, if they bought a cheap, let's say I bought a $5,000, multiple $5,000 Bitcoins um, when it went March. If it goes up to what a lot of people think it is, uh, 200K, right? If if I sell 20% of my supply, mm-hmm. that, that's probably changing money to a lot of people. So they change their life. They still have 80%. They're not selling. So if it doesn't go down, right? Because there is we've had this cyclical nature of Bitcoin. If it doesn't go down, they still hold 80%. It goes, it goes to the moon, like he says, it goes to a million dollars. Great. Now they have 80% of the supply that's worth now a million dollars, which they started at five, which is... 200x okay if if it goes back down right if we see a 50 percent, 60 percent retracement now they can spend that 20 percent that they sold they can spend uh and buy you know 2x 3x of what they would have held and if it doesn't it goes to the moon and they're still happy like both both win so i just i don't see that viewpoint i think he's maybe been been rich too long <laughs> yeah you can't wait the people and like all my friends have a mortgage and if yeah i understand mortgage at, at age 35 or 36 that would be life-changing to a lot of my friends and so like how he doesn't see that viewpoint um i i just i think he's some of these people either they're they're too bitcoin maximalists which whatever i probably still love them uh, or they're too rich and they just don't they don't see that point 
Or I think an alternative thing is like, I think it's just like a branding thing to just, you know, publicly constantly say that they'll hold forever. And the thing is I can totally understand taking profit if you need to. Like I get that you're taking profit into like a shitty system, which once you've taken that profit, the money will devalue. But if you directly I'm going to spend it on something, whether it's like paying off a mortgage or if it's, you know, I don't know, buying your children some stuff because you can't pay for things in Bitcoin yet. Um, and you don't have anything and you need to buy your kids some food, you know? Yeah. And I wouldn't, listen, I would, I'm not going to say, hey, listen, take your profit and go buy a fancy car. I wouldn't yes, say that. Yes, don't do that. I gotta Agreed. Say that if you want to pay your mortgage off or, you know, even for some people, let's say here, let's take this example. Say they okay. sell one Bitcoin at, let's say it gets a 200 grand. Okay. Mm -hmm. and they want to change out to a stable coin and they want to go on BlockFi uh, and get, I think, what do you get? 8% in. I'm doing an advertisement for BlockFi. They're not paying me. <laughs> BlockFi, you should be paying me for this. Um, they get 8%. I can do it. They pay me. It's fine. Okay, it's 8.6%. 8%. <laughs> okay. So on the 200,000, they're going to make 16 grand a year. Like, listen, I, I, for some people, uh, that's what, 1,200 extra dollars a month. That, that's going to be really nice. That's going to change their life. Just having $1,200 extra a month just coming in. So I, yeah, for middle-class, lower-class people, uh, it could definitely be life-changing stuff. Yeah, I think there isn't kind of one rule for all. And that's like the narrative that's pushed in the space. And I think it's quite dangerous, to be honest, um, because when the bull run was going on, on Clubhouse, I was on Clubhouse quite a lot. And unfortunately, um, the narrative and the advice, genuinely, the financial advice that was being said was just smash by, just smash by. <laughs> like we're in the top, we're at the top of a bull market. It's like 50K or telling these people who you don't know, you don't know their financial situation to smash by despite Bitcoin potentially crashing down to 20K. I mean, some of the advice. Yeah, I, I, I agree fully. <laughs> and so I would never ever say sell your whole supply, but if, if Bic, you own Bitcoin and it goes up and the money is going to be life-changing to you, right? And everyone's yeah. in a different financial situation. Um, then, then why not sell? Why not sell a little bit? Um, and I just, I, I can't see the argument to that. And obviously some people who own Bitcoin are very wealthy, um, but some people aren't right. And so if they can change their life, change their lives. 100%. Like I'm definitely for holding money in a stable coin and earning interest on that. You know, if you can't wait for another cycle and if you can't wait another four years. Um, but this week we've also seen some crazy, crazy weird things. Did you see Visa bought a CryptoPunk? No, I didn't see that. Where was that? Yeah. So Visa bought a CryptoPunk, have it written here, for 150000 I'm going to say dollars, probably. It's not going to be pounds, is it? Um, what do you think? Do, do you, are you buying uh, any CryptoPunks? I, listen, I, I, so I did an NFT. Oh, you uh, did? What did you do? I, well, uh, I did one of, my, for my, of myself. Um, I did it in April. Because um, mm -hmm. I knew people like, like Jason loves them, who I do the podcast with. Yeah, he loves them. Uh, yeah. Uh, listen, I, I, was, I was never an artwork collector, um, so maybe that's why I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand the – I really don't understand the NFT thing. Um, I know rich people hold money in artwork. I guess that's what they're going to do in NFTs. I guess it's cool if you're into that thing. I'm just – I'm not super into it. I think – I mean, okay, so I also find it a little bit strange, especially um, 
the whole copy paste side of things um like bitcoin solves the double spend problem this obviously doesn't affect that um you know the copy paste thing just throws me but i definitely see value in kind of like digitizing stuff giving yeah. it uh, you know whether it's like uh rolexes handbags just to authenticate it authenticate where it came from you know it's history that always, always gives it value um but i think it's like anything right like everything in the end goes digital whether it's like art digital real estate which people are talking yeah. about now um maybe you should buy i might buy I'll just buy. I mean, I so I don't fully. Like I, I don't fully understand it. I don't get the value, so I might as well just buy Bitcoin, which is something I understand a whole lot more. So I'll just they can own the NFTs. I'll just keep buying Bitcoin. No, I'm with you. You shouldn't buy into things which which you don't fully get. But I don't know. I think I think it's a space which isn't going to die down. I actually heard that Facebook um, are now going to get into NFTs. Feels a bit late. Really. Yeah. Facebook's been flirting with crypto for forever, it feels like. I mean, uh, oh my gosh, what was the name of their wallet? I mean, this is back in 20, what, 2018? They had Libra. Yeah, Libra. so they had Libra. Yes. Well, it never really, ha it kind of happened, but not really happened. Um, and you've been thinking they were going to get in forever, and they haven't. The, the other one that I'm really interested to see what happens is Apple has all of that extra cash sitting around. So you got to think at some point, Michael Saylor's going to get into their brain and have them buy some Bitcoin. Do you think they will? They I, at, at the rate the dollar is devaluing, it's uh, it would be shocking if they didn't diversify because they have such a large cash supply. And I also heard, um, I just want to like another thing that I heard because I'm just going through so many different news points that have come up. Yes. Um, so Deloitte, did you see this? They did this survey, this survey about um, covering a bunch of different financial institutions. And they discovered that 76% of financial professionals think that a basket of cryptos like Bitcoin, ETH, XRP, ADA <laughs> will replace the US dollar in at least under 10 years. Is this just I, like wishful thinking? <laughs> yes, I did see uh, that article. Um, 10 years feels fast. 10 years feels very fast. I mean, who knows? Right now, when... And honestly, because on a spectrum, it feel, 10 years ago was essentially, right, or give or take a year or two, is that yeah. Bitcoin. And that seems like eons ago. I mean, it really does seem like so long ago. So I guess things are moving very quickly. But then again, there's so much power wrapped up in the ability to, to make currency. Um, it doesn't feel like the world governments are going to want to give that up. So I think maybe, you know, we see someone like El Salvador who did it a few other countries start going that direction because obviously Bitcoin is not devaluing at all, whereas the dollar is. And so if they can hold the Bitcoin as a reserve currency, maybe then, you know, I think it's essentially it is game theory, right? Because then once some countries do it, eh, other countries have to kind of follow suit. Otherwise, there'll be winners and losers. Um, but 10 years still feels, I don't know why that feels like too fast. Who knows? Maybe it could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing about this entire space is like so much has happened. No, well, so much, but so little has happened in 10 years in that institutions are now jumping into Bitcoin, countries yeah. are accepting it. But I sort of feel that it won't be as long. I think more will happen in the next 10 years. Do you know what I mean? Because now, like once it happens all at once. Faster than 10 years. I'll say that again. You think it's going to happen faster than 10 years that Bitcoin will be a world reserve currency? Okay, so okay, so the thing is, I think that that is a huge jump. 
And I don't know whether that will happen in 10 years necessarily, but I think the growth will be faster than what we saw in the last 10 years, just given how far, how quickly it's already happened and how far we are. I don't think, you know, a lot of those 10 years were all about legitimacy, proving Bitcoin having to prove itself. Now it's proved itself. The next 10 years could be much faster. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I, 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 yeah, I just have a hard time seeing people who have power wanting to give up power. Uh, that that's always a struggle. So uh, let's go Bitcoin. But I man, I, I'm I, if you gave me an over under bet here right now, I would bet the over. Really? Yeah. Okay, we'll have to pick this up. But um, I think, well, I think it'll happen. I'm just gonna bet the over. No, fair enough. But in terms of your price, you always ask um, people on your show for price predictions. <laughs> so I'm obviously going to have to have to throw that back at you. Sure. Uh, I I would definitely say it's going to be uh, it's going to be six figures. Um, I'm starting. So I listen. I, I listen to two people as far as price action and trading is concerned. Although I don't trade. And that's Nicholas Merton on Data Dash and Scott Milker, the Wolf of Wall Street. I, I really enjoy both of them. Um, and Nicholas Merton's been pushing this. It's going to be so most people think top of this cycle is quarter four of this year. Nicholas Merton's also been pushing this theory that it might be a longer cycle. So the, the, the top of the cycle might stretch into 2022 somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of feels like that's a possibility now, right? Because we had the huge rush up uh, in the early part of this year. Um, and then we kind of plateaued for a minute there and then we had the dip and then we chopped sideways for a while and now we've been steadily climbing up, but it hasn't been like this parabolic move. It's been like, it just climbs and climbs and climbs. And so I could definitely see the top not going until 2022 sometime. Um, so I am going to say it's going to be six figures by the end of the year, but I think like just, just over. Um, somewhere, which I, I would probably, if we talk to crypto people, I would probably be on the low end of most people's guesses. You know, like John Kim, my co-host is saying 250K. Uh, I think That's the high end. That's I the think, high end. Uh, you think, yes. Well, I've heard people say more. I've heard people say other things that are even more. Uh, but that Jason, what did he say? I think he thinks 200K by, I want to say he said October 27th. I, I think he, he did said, say October 27th, but I don't know what number. Yeah, but I don't know what number. Yeah. So, um, but what uh, do you say? I'm, I'm just going to say, I don't, I don't feel comfortable making price predictions. I will say <laughs> it's six figures by the end of the year. Um, I don't think it's going to be much over that. I'm going to go with, like kind of on the Nicholas Merton line of thought and <laughs> say that it happens sometime next year where it fully peaks out. Yeah, I'm with you. I think six figures by the end of the year. Apparently, there'll be a big dump in September. Wait, who said? And then says so many people. Really? Why? What's (laughs) what's their reasoning? Because it's they say that there's going to be a run up, and then naturally there'll be a huge correction, and then one last spike. Um, I don't know. It, it it it's all just speculation. But if if Jason's right in that twenty in the twenty seventh of October, then it makes sense to have a uh, a bit of a correction beforehand. Um, 
but yeah, I'm, I'm so excited for this. Um, I'm trying to get more people involved. It's, it's so difficult and it surprises me how difficult it is. Um, because you feel like we were talking, when we started this conversation, we're talking about like negative interest rates and it always blows my mind, you know, and I'm like, guys, you're leaving your money and in accounts which make nothing but um there's so many people who don't don't even want to they don't even want to think about it is i think that's the biggest issue right oh i'm sorry my, uh -oh. my the kids oh, he's leaving all right see you ozzy bye-bye all right um <laughs> they just don't want to think about it uh they would rather just kind of do whatever they're doing on an everyday basis they would much rather watch if they're a male probably some type of sporting event if they're a female mm. some type of reality show i know i'm generalizing don't cancel me for that <laughs> it's totally okay <laughs> um yeah rather than think about like and uh, you know I, I brought this up on the podcast yesterday with john i can't remember what point he was making about bitcoin changing his life and mm. I, think I said to him one of the other things that's really made me think about which i, I never really thought all that much about it previously and I, hey, I was i was pretty young i was what 31 or 32 when i got into bitcoin um so what i mean it's like there's Number one, a lot of grifters. So like, I think the banks are grifters. Jimmy Song makes this point in his book where they're just pulling money off the top um, in all different kinds of ways. And now Bitcoin and crypto allows us to exchange. Like I could send you, I think I just saw someone sent $150 billion for $4. Um, what person? Oh, you, that, that just happened. To Binance. To Binance. Thank you. Yeah. And so like that can happen, right? <laughs> Um, yeah. if I, if I want to send you cash through the bank, it's going to take like three days or four days and it's going to take 40 bucks or something like that to send a thousand dollars. Um, so it's just inefficient and they're grifting. And so that's one of the huge things that I think I've been paying attention to since I got into crypto. And the, the other one is just, uh Oh, he went black. I'm still so here. That, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, there we go. Uh, the other <laughs> thing is just the, uh, Hmm. The moral hazard of countries being able to print money. I mean, it's really not good. It just it incentivizes all types of bad behavior. Again, I, I guess I'm kind of, I've read, you guys should read it. Jimmy Song's book, um, Thank God for Bitcoin. Um, I'm referencing it a couple times here, but just to be, it's a moral hazard to be able to print as much money as you want. And a lot of people would even argue that wars wouldn't happen the way they happen if, if countries couldn't just print and print and print and print because they wouldn't have the capacity to do so. Yeah, it's so interesting. Um, all the bad um, habits that printing money incentivizes, you know, even as simple as saving money. Yeah. Like lit literally, like, what is the point? W what is the point if it's going to be worth less tomorrow? And I think what is such a shame is that, okay, here's my thing. I find it... it you don't learn about finance in school. Like, you don't learn how to yeah. invest in the stock market. Um, like I only because of crypto, do I understand the stock market, but I learned crypto first. Um, and I don't know what I would have done. Like, what would I have done? I have no idea. You know, what would I have invested in? My money would have just melted away. Um, I was making money when I was like 16. So, you know, I have enough to want to make sure it doesn't lose value. And yeah. so for me, I, I'm just so grateful for Bitcoin and just all the opportunities. For me, I also say that I kind of compare it to the American dream. Like I know some people say the American dream is dead, but I feel uh, it doesn't have to be dead and it isn't necessarily dead because this is an entirely new market 
um, with so much opportunity, whether it's just to make money by investing or trading, but also in terms of jobs. And there are so many things. For example, check this out, okay? Let's just say you were doing yeah. a fight. Let's say you were doing a fight. Mm -hmm. And um, say you were fighting in London. I used to work for okay. a local London television channel. And they probably, that was when I was 21. They probably wouldn't have let me interview you because I wasn't, I don't know, old enough or experienced enough. They, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's like hierarchies. They probably wouldn't have let me. Yeah. Whereas like, I don't fucking work there anymore. Haven't worked there in years. Yeah. Yeah. And like now you and I can just have a chat. And yeah, that uh, for know, me, uh, yeah, go on. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I love that thought process of like, um, and uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm giving all kinds of book recommendations. Another book that was just recommended by my co-host, Jason Williams, was The Sovereign Individual. Have you read that one yet? I haven't, but a friend of mine just read it and I didn't hear the best responses. Really? Apparently it was, um, they said it was too focused on like, um, the problem with money rather than Bitcoin's day-to-day -day application and cryptocurrency's day-to-day -day application, like yeah. how it can improve your life. That's what my friend told me. I'll still give it a read. Well, the sovereign individual is written in the, in the mid nineties, I believe. And yes. essentially it does kind of describe what Bitcoin is going to be, but I mean, to me, what it really describes, uh, and I guess the whole point of the book, the premise of the book is that there will be an end of the nation state at, at some point because they're not providing us the value that we're paying that, right? So what we're paying them in taxes, they're not providing us equal value back um, and that people will kind of be, more people will be doing their own thing. And Bitcoin is going to allow us to do that because we can ex just exchange currency between you and I. We don't have to go through uh, you know, an intermediary of the bank. Um, and then obviously, you know, like that kind of also goes to the point of, um, what happened on OnlyFans the other day. Oh and, my and, God. Uh, <laughs> listen, I'm not going to do that for my life. Um, but at the same point, if people want to have yeah. the freedom to do those type of things for a living, they can do those type of things. And the bank or the payment process is saying, no, you can't do that. Right. But with Bitcoin that fixes that is people can exchange money. And that's the thing with all these. You know, people are coming with the central bank digital currencies and the government mm. wallets, and then they can, you know, stop spending. If you're, <laughs> who the hell was talking about yesterday? I was listening to someone who said, "Yeah, if someone has a a certain BMI, they can block their transactions at fast food restaurants or something like." Yes, I mean, you, can. Like, you can. You can with with those. And so, just yeah. So I guess I'm just going rifting on your point about um, having more freedom. Uh, I, I love freedom. So more freedom between it for individuals to do what they want. So I wasn't going to ask you about this, but like, you don't have to go into it. Um, but what, what's really interesting and what I find in the cryptocurrency industry, particularly within the Bitcoin movement is everybody's got this, um, got very strong libertarian undertones, you know, freedom, autonomy. And we're always talking about this Bitcoin yeah. citadel. Um, and I just read before we've gone live. So I'm sure, I will get some awful notifications. I was just dealing with some trolls. Um, oh. But Delta Airlines um, have said that. Oh, I saw your post, yes. Their unvaccinated employees will have to pay $200. I mean, I, I just wonder, like. They're just going to deduct it European, from their yeah. Is that what they're doing? I don't know how they're going to do it. But yeah, essentially, I don't know whether they'd get paid the full amount and then they have to pay it back. I don't know whether that's even legal because basically that's medical discrimination. But that's happening anyway. But what, 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 
does it i mean how would so i guess my question was how does delta even have access because aren't there hipaa laws which would prevent the company from accessing your personal health information yeah, well, you would think that's the case, except as time has gone on, more companies are saying you can't work here unless you're vaccinated. So apparently those human right protections are no longer in place. I I, I don't know how companies are getting away with it, honestly. Um, huh. But I'm, I, I wondered, you know, whether you think given, I think it kind of goes hand in hand, money printing, inflation, lockdowns stimulus checks, the whole thing for me personally goes hand in hand. I wonder whether you thought we'd get to a point where we do break off, you know, like the Bitcoin Citadel rises. Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely see that as a, a possibility. Um, and as I read the sovereign individual, uh, it feels not like an if, but a when. And Ooh, so the sovereign so. individual talks about, you know, the transition. So they talked about, you know, um, from how the church kind of ruled everything for a long time to the transition to the nation state. So the nation state in its current incarnation has been around somewhere around 500 years um, and that we were going to move on to another phase, uh, which the nation state goes away because they don't provide the value. So, man, I do think that's going to happen. Uh, the bit of, bit of Bitcoin Citadel thing. Yeah. I have a hard time with that because if a major wow. world power really – didn't want that to exist i feel like they could somehow make that not exist at this point in time right it's some type of military intervention um obviously you can't confiscate people's bitcoin because it can be memorized i i lost it i'm sorry i don't have it anymore that you know i can't access that so they can't actually steal your bitcoin but they could you know that nation state uh say el salvador right they become sort of a Bitcoin citadel. There could be some type of military intervention to change the government or whatever. Um, so, I mean, I would love for something like that to happen because you, what you, what you would have was a whole bunch of like-minded people in yes. this place who want to live their lives mm. the same way. So, I don't want to say it would be kind of utopian, but it feels like that. But it also feels like there's no way that's going to. Maybe it's Florida and Texas because they're, they're starting to drift further and further away from. Uh, union yeah i think it is i think the whole i think how life tends to work is that it's never quite how you imagine so it, the citadel will never be quite how we imagine but i i think it could turn out to be florida and texas i mean i think this conversation i heard i mean i mean i know this isn't like definite at all but i keep hearing conversation of like florida breaking away from the united states um but i mean yeah i don't think that's serious at this point but yeah i mean no well, the way it's going, it's, I mean, I, so if Florida today said we're breaking away and we're acting, uh, and the United States kept on the direction it is like, I would have to very strongly consider moving to Florida or Texas. It's hard. It would be very hard because I have my wrestling academies. And I wouldn't be able to move those with me. Uh, but if we keep down the path that we're on, uh, less freedom, being poor, printing more money, obviously those are all things that I don't really like. And do the, do your like wrestling colleagues i feel like i'm not using the correct words yeah, um yeah. wrestling colleagues is that, is that well, i have uh, so obviously i have well i have the people i coach with who would be more my colleagues right uh, yeah and then i have you know the wrestlers which i try wrestlers. as much as possible they're, they're 18 and under most of them said so never to get into politics or that type of stuff with them 
Uh, I try never to discuss that because I don't need to be okay. influenced. That's what their parents are for. I'm uh, the parents, but I'm not going to talk to them about governmental decisions and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, for my colleagues, they, they all know how I feel. Most of them are like-minded. That's why we work together. Um, yeah, so they, they feel similarly. That's cool. So, so wait, where are you, where are you right now? You're on holiday. Uh, we're in, I'm in Northern Wisconsin. So Wisconsin's a state. Um, it's, so we were about four hours. So it's way up here. There's just a bunch of trees and lakes and not much nice. else. Um, I'm actually, I don't know if you ever heard of disc golf, but there's a disc golf course right here. So it's, it's a great game. I, I love it. Um, so I get to go out and play every day and then we go to the beach and we hang out and we do that type of thing. So it's really nice. Oh my God. I see American dream. I'm telling you. So <laughs> What what are your, what, the, what are your final words? Where can people follow you? What are you up to? Um, just show yourself for us, Ben. Uh, just, it's just at Ben Askren everywhere. Uh, Twitter, Instagram. I don't really love Instagram. I post it a little bit, but I, I enjoy Twitter. I enjoy the back and forth. I enjoy the banter. I enjoy reading other people's opinions and thoughts. I think it's where the smartest uh, dialogue happens of any social media. And dumbest. No, Instagram. Well, come cool. on. Yeah, I dare you to go read some Instagram comments and tell me Twitter's the dumbest. Fair, 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 fair. Read those Instagram comments and you're like, how is anyone above 13-year-old in these comments? <laughs> it literally sounds like my three-year-old. Um, yeah, yeah. so then we do the Funky Crypto podcast on Tuesdays with Jason Williams. I love your podcast, by the way. I watch it all the time. Guys, you need to watch that, that podcast. It's so funny. You guys are just so ridiculous. Um, I really enjoy Jason, it. So Jason has added to the ridiculousness factor because – for, uh, he is very highly intelligent, but he is very goofy also. Yeah, no, I think it's brilliant. I think it's a great mix. I think that's how people should be. I hate people that are over, that are super successful, but are so serious and you just can't have fun with them. That's, Absolutely. it's never the way. Yeah. But so ben, and we'll have you on once your book drops and we all read yeah. it. We will have to come back on and talk about it. And then I'm actually going to be in Texas in uh, September too. So I know you, I saw you said that on Twitter somewhere as well. We'll yeah, I will be. Yeah, let me know. It's probably looking like October at this point, but let me know. I'll be in Texas. Austin, Thank you Texas so much for coming on. Say it. that. Sorry, I keep I keep interrupting you, Ben. What did you say? No, it's, it's, I said Austin City. Austin, Texas is one of the greatest cities in America. You're gonna enjoy it. Is it or Dallas? I like Austin. I prefer Austin. Okay, I heard it's full of loads of liberals. That's what I heard, but. <laughs> Uh, it's, it, you know what? I, so I, I obviously, oh, no, sorry, were you trying to end the show? And I'm talking, no, go I, for it. It's fine. So it's, go for it. it. You know what? I, I am like socially liberal. Like I don't, yeah. you know, I don't care about a lot of things, but uh, in other ways I'm conservative. And so I think Austin has that good mix of there's certain liberal qualities to it. Okay. But you still have like the Texas conservative feeling as well. So I really enjoy Austin a lot. What about Miami? Just last thought. Is it, is it good? I, I haven't been to Miami in a long time, but after I was so jealous, I did not go to the Bitcoin convention. I had something else planned. It was really stupid. I should have went. Um, so it looked, it looked so awesome. Yeah. I hope to go to the next one. Nice. That's the goal. All right. Enjoy the rest of your holiday. Thanks so much for coming on. I'm excited to come onto yours. Guys, follow Ben. Check out his podcast. It's actually hilarious. Um, and yeah, that's it, guys. Thanks so much for watching. And I will see you all next week. Bye. See ya.